What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, a pop culture podcast. I'm your lovely host, The Franchise, and once again, it is Monday. Another week in October is starting, pretty much second to last week. Halloween is slowly approaching. Hope everybody is getting their costumes ready. I know Halloween's on a Monday, which kind of, you know, sucks for the kids because they get school the next day. <laughs> but, you know, for me, you know, I haven't been trick-or-treating in a long, long time. I know times have changed. And, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, I was walking and I actually went shopping today. Um, I went to Target. It's like they're slowly, like, taking the Halloween stuff down and now... They're getting stuff set up for Christmas. So it's like it's crazy how we're not even not even Halloween yet, and they're already starting to take down stuff for Christmas. So it it's really interesting how that the concept how retail works and where I used to work in retail for twelve years, so I understand. <laughs> it just it just dawns on me like you know I've been out of the retail game for so many years and and just how already they're already transitioned to another holiday even though we haven't got there yet <laughs> because you know they're getting rid of the orange wallpaper now they're getting ready for the red, the red the red white paper you know red and green for christmas so it's it, like i said it's it's really interesting how that <laughs> how that works but other than that um this past weekend was actually great um i got to go hang out with my brother biko um he's doing well guys he's doing better and I told him like, hey, I've been carrying on the podcast. He's like, he's like, sweet. Hopefully, he said, well, hopefully he'll be back soon. But right now, he's work. He's still working on his stuff. But at least we finally got time to spend with each other because, um, lately it's been like you know, he wanted to work himself, you know, before he gets back into that you know mindset they had when he used to help out on the podcast. But he's happy for the fact that I'm still carrying on the podcast and right now i had to update the new screenshot with just my name um but i am still gonna get credit but i'm still gonna give him credit because i mean i wouldn't have started this podcast without him and you know just having somebody to bounce off to like we're like six years apart and you know i got to see stuff first than him but eventually we did find some common ground on certain things and we had different opinions on other items in pop culture so he got his, you know, things he loves in pop culture. I got things I love in pop culture. Just having those slight differences. But at the same time, coming together and enjoying something kind of like watching films, catching up on TV shows or documentaries, you know, any big events, especially when it comes to the MCU universe. So able to have that kind of like common ground kind of helps out. And um, it helped me to have somebody to talk to and just because, like I said, we're for him, the pockets when, when it started. And look at this. Now, five years later, it's crazy. We started in September 2017 and just recording out of a car on a way to get coffee and just talking about the, the, the first show we saw together was Defenders and talking about that. You can, you can listen to that episode and having the first name called The Talking Pop. And then, of course, it went through so many name changes and decided, you know what? Um, it just it's, it's beyond pop culture. That's why we decided to go for the culture people because pop can mean anything. Not just soda. It's not going to be just Pop culture could be anything you talk about. Anything can make pop culture. Because it's something that, you know, people talk about in the now. That's basically what it is. It's people in the now or nostalgia. That could be defined into pop culture. So it's like it's not just like one. It's like a general term for many things like anime, video games, movies, sports. Um, 
you know, television, film, you know, that goes into pop culture. Art is part of pop culture. Art itself, music is part of pop culture. You know, sports, because I mean, there's, if there weren't crazy personalities on sports teams, the sports would have been boring. You know, you got to have these personalities on a sports team to get people behind it. And there are people that are, you know, they love, you know, pop culture stuff as well. It gets more people into the game that, you know, they're not into the sports and they find out, hey, my favorite athlete likes this item. I'm going to start watching the sports because of he likes because he likes the same stuff as I do. So it's kind of like a connection to people. And this is what this podcast has been doing for five years is just picking out these topics and just and also current events. But at the same time, it's nice to go back and talk about stuff that we had growing up and how it still affects us today. Or basically for me, you know, with my <laughs> mental health, I know October's been Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, with me, I'm, <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys, it's been uphill battle. Um, it's been one year since I finally came to terms with what I've been diagnosed with, which is um, anxiety, depression. And... It's it's something that, you know, it's something I've been holding for a long time. And I was, like, stubborn because I didn't want to ask for help. I know I've been re- I'm sounding like a broken record repeating this, but the thing that you got to make sure is not just your physical health. You got to make sure you take care of your mental health. That's something that should never be taken for granted. It's all about talking to people. And what I like about having this podcast is able to share stuff with other people um, because it's, like, sometimes they can feel your pain. They can feel your suffering and, you know, just to let you know that you guys are not alone. You know, I'm fighting battles. I recently had a panic attack about last week and lucky for me, I had family to talk me down and I started finding these exercises where I started walking around and started talking just to get my, you know, get my breathing under control, like get my heart down to a normal rhythm. And it sucks because it's been a while since I had a panic attack and you never know. It could be like the smallest thing that can trigger it or the biggest thing that can trigger it. So it's, it's always has to do with stress. And with me, being honest with you guys, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this stuff for, even though I've been fighting for a year, I've been dealing with this for longer than that since I can hardly imagine maybe since, you know, it could be long as like back in 2005, actually. Um, and it, or even longer than that. I mean, even coming out of my parents last December was a big step in my thing. You know, coming out as bi and for them accepting me for who I am. It's like a side of me that I kept hitting, kept dormant for so many years. Because afraid of being ridiculed and hated upon or maybe getting kicked out of the house. Because at that time, the community, the LGBTQA community, was never accepted. And nowadays, it's, it's common ground now. And, you know, with me going to therapy and my therapist told me, you know, you put your pressure on yourself. I can tell you have stuff hiding in. Um, it's better to let those feelings out. Find out who you really are. Why it's causing you this stress and this anxiety and depression. And slowly start opening that box you keep locked up in your mind for so many years. Just open it up a little bit. Just let a little chunks out until you're fully able to get the rest of it out. And that's one of the things I wanted to do was come to terms with my sexuality and say, hey, you know, I'm not just attracted to women. I'm attracted to men as well. Um... It's just something, you know, I had to keep that side of me dormant. And eventually, you know, I was able to let that side out. And knowing just waiting for my parents' reaction. And, and it was a pot. Well, first it was like a questioning, a shocking thing. But as soon as they fully understand, you know, I had these feelings since I was in high school, honestly. It's, you know, it's just, you know, I had to keep those things dormant because they raised me Catholic. And, of course, Catholic didn't look, Catholic, the Catholic religion didn't look kindly to, you know, 
homosexuals and stuff. So that like you know, and people that you know, it's all men and women that get together, blah blah blah. blah. But that that kind of was the thing was being afraid and ostracized. But and for them to accept me for who I am, it's like it was a big like a kind of like a little bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. I feel better and you know and be able to go to my first pride this past summer was great of course with pandemic kind of delayed it but able to go on in my town where i live at it was really great people were welcoming and people were having fun it was great seeing others like me and like i said believe me i'm still searching for that right guy or that right gal to spend the rest of my life with because i'm 37 you know i'm not getting any younger i'm trying to keep myself you know active and walking i know i'm doing a lot of walking at work but try to keep myself active and get myself out there i know i've been doing some tiktok motivational speeches which i definitely need to get back on just to help people who are and of course i'm part of a focus group on facebook that's dealing with people that have depression and anxiety because those things come together um it's like peanut butter and jelly so and, and it's good talking with others and give advice and also asking for advice because it's people that you know went through the same things you you did that you went through that I went through and it kind of helps and you know panic attacks like I said it's been rare before last year was always common but um one thing that I haven't told my my family yet and I'd rather tell you guys first before I tell them um the one thing that I will say happened about years ago um there were times where I actually contemplated, you know, taking my own life, you know, either dying of a drug overdose or something. I felt that, you know, with me, with the pipe type person being closed off, I don't think no one was going to accept me. And I thought I was on my own and maybe it's better off. I'm not here anymore. All that pressure. I couldn't take it anymore. You know, being the oldest, you got to set the example. You got to set the bar. And that's me having a high standards of myself. And now it's like, for me now, it and lucky for me, I was able to not come to terms with that and decided and actually find a ways to cope and find distractions by reading and playing video games kind of helped out a little bit as well. But also eventually later on talking was a was a good point. So, yeah, I did have those tendencies, but now I'm starting to think I got to start getting myself better. And, you know, I think there's a purpose for me here on this planet just to keep talking and you know, share the things that I like, like to talk about and share my feelings, you know, show my vulnerable side because people see men, they're like, oh, men can be vulnerable. They have to be strong. Not everybody can be strong. You know, people have feelings. I mean, we can be vulnerable. Um, We can share our feelings. So that's why it's like, you know, coming to terms with my sexuality, coming to terms that I have mental health issues, you know, trying now not to set my health self to a high standard now because doing that, it would have been put more pressure on myself. Just for me is now is just go with the flow and just manage to keep surviving and, you know, fight, fight, fight each and every day so I don't go down that path again. I don't want to get down that, that path again. You know, I'm, I'm putting myself out there on Facebook dating. I was trying myself on TikTok. I heard it's a bad idea. Thank you for people that gave me advice that don't put yourself out there on TikTok. It's, and... It's crazy because it's a kind of like that anime, uh, that manga called Love is Hard for Otaku. It's kind of hard when, you know, I mean, people like this anime as much as me. And it's crazy. And then, of course, people use dating apps just for, like, trying to take advantage of people and make money. So 
I'm trying my best. Maybe the next door thing is to go to a restaurant or something. Talk to people there or even go to like a bar. Even though I don't drink. I mean, I know hopefully they have non-alcoholic drinks like Honey Zero. Thank God. Um, that's one thing I decided to do is stop drinking. So just seeing there's a life that alcohol does not solve. That even though I am taking meds for my depression, anxiety, it is helping me a little bit. But sometimes I do have a little small relapses. But it's all like, like I said, it's, I'm training my mind, not only keeping my body fit, but also like trying to lose weight and then also try to keep my head, you know, at check as well. You know, I've been checking with a doc. He's been asking how I'm doing. This is great. He's been checking on me. So, um, it's good to have people like, you know, I've been talking about, like talking to Beagle was a good thing for him because, you know, I, I, I gave him advice because like he's seeing how, what I'm going through with mental health and I'm trying to help him and be the best big brother, you know, to support him. You know, support my parents, you know, and my parents, you know, they have to understand that, you know, kids can have issues as well as just as them. It's something in my dad, you know, as well. And he's starting to see that, you know, that's why my dad started calling me on the blue, checking how I'm doing stuff because he saw me having a pandemic and he didn't like that because he, it's because it's a, I, I have respect him for so much that because he worked all the time, he was hardly there. So my mom had to raise me, my bro, Biko, and now that he's retired, it's like he hardly has any hobbies besides just walking, watching, you know, soccer and, you know, doing just a little bit of gardening in the summer or just doing a little do-yourself projects in the house, like, construction-wise. And him now finally coming to terms like, hey, I got to start seeing how well, my kid's doing. Even though we're in our 30s, we're still, to them, we're still kids. And, you know, it's good to have advice because they've been there, they experienced things before us. And I think it's for him, it's kind of, you know, him coming to terms that, hey, we have feelings, you know, we can have issues. Because you think, you know, you probably have some kind of thing, oh, my kids are fine, nothing's bad happening, but you don't know that. You know, that's one thing. If you're a parent, you got to talk to your kids because you never know what's going on in their heads. You know, it's the good thing is, is always open up a dialogue and just talk. Talk and, you know, you can learn a lot of things about your kids and learn about their interests and what they're into. Like my dad's starting to accept me for my hobbies and he's coming to terms with who I am. He's asking if I found anybody yet, if I found a guy or a gal yet, which is crazy. And then my mom's trying to, <laughs> my mom's trying to hook me up with some of her friend's uh, sons. So it's funny as that too, as well. It's like, oh, mijo, can you check? He found this guy on Facebook because he, he knows your aunt or something. I'm like, <laughs> It, it, it's funny and you know with me the you know, one thing I did too was like my health journey was also like getting a cat you know and he's been great his name is Cyrus he's two years old he's a, a brown black and brown uh, tabby and he's great Um, he's you know he's one of those cats that you know he can't be one of our cats but he loves people he loves getting back rubs Um, he knows I'm, I'm in pain he always wants to be near me. I'm, I'm his dad, so it kind of gives me that motivation. Hey, I do it for him too, because I'm, I'm motivating him to be there for me. Same thing. Uh, I'm, he's motivating me to take care of him. You know, it's like taking care of kids. People say, "Oh, they're just animals." They don't think. No, animals can detect feelings. Dogs can detect feelings. Cats can feelings. They can be both loyal, and they're both there to comfort you. They can be comfort animals. Animals have memories. They they're like people. They get treated like people as well. You know, if they get sick, you take them to a vet. They have doctors. They can get the same diseases as us. So it's it, it's been helping me a lot. And I'm just having a kid. You know, he has fur, but he's my son. And I love him so much. And 
Sorry, just get kind of serious, like kind of monologue thing. And yeah, 16 minutes in. But I just wanted to touch base and let you guys know how I'm doing, like mentally. And, you know, I'm going to keep this podcast going every Monday. I just wanted to share my feelings with you guys. And like I said, I am 37. I'm single. I'm biased. So if you guys are interested, guys or gals, trans, you know, binary, if you're interested, hit me up on Twitter at PodCall85. <laughs> just DM me. <laughs> All right. Before we get into, like, the topics this week, um, I do want to take time and take care of some ad reads. Of course, we're not only sponsored by Anchor. If you saw her, you heard that ad at the beginning of the episode. That's our home platform when it comes to making podcasts. Um, I also want to just shout out to other two sponsors. One has been one of my, actually one of my second sponsors is on Poddex. Um, if you're curious what Poddex are, Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex.com. Use that c- promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. They're kind of like a deck of cards. They have one for episode ideas or interview questions or games. Um, basically, they are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. You simply shuffle up the cards and you can ask a question or pick like if an episode idea for the next episode and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that website is poddex.com. And use that promo code TALKPOP. T-A-L-K-P-O-P for 10% off your order. And then our other sponsor, it's like our third sponsor now, is also, we're actually sponsored by ExpressVPN. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is a VPN? It is a virtual private network. It protects your browsing and streaming with ease. You can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, even a gaming console. So if you're planning to use public Wi-Fi when traveling, Make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. The following statements are actually from their website. And I quote, When you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, and government agencies cannot see into. It helps with privacy, keep your whereabouts to yourself, and serve for the peace of mind. When you connect to any of ExpressVPN's server locations, you get a different IP address, and it can make yourself appear to be in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. When you use a VPN to connect to the internet, the VPN creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel between your device and the internet. The VPN masks your own IP address with its own unique IP address in the tunneling process. The IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users that makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your internet activity back to you. By using a VPN, your IP address is masked or scrambled by the VPN, protecting your location, identity, and online activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your IP address. A VPN protects your privacy, lets you browse securely. But what if your VPN connection gets interrupted? Your browser and other apps won't warn you that you are connecting without protection. That's where a VPN kill switch comes in. If your VPN suddenly drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic. This will protect your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your VPN connection is restored, your secure internet access resumes. ExpressVPN uses an AES, which is also known as an Advanced Encryption Standard with 256-bit keys, also known as an EAS-256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the U.S. government and trusted by security experts worldwide. 
protect classified information. It will take a hacker hundreds of years to get your information. And say for me, for example, what's cool about having this VPN is, is you can access geolock content using ExpressVPN by switching your location to 94 available international servers. Like take this for example. I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli films, but I have Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. And I find out it's available internationally. So I click on my ExpressVPN browser connection and switch my location to Canada. And I refresh Netflix. Then I type in Spirit Away. Not only I get Spirit Away, but I get access to other Studio Ghibli films and many more content. It's that simple. ExpressVPN ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. You also offer a money day, money back guarantee. 30 day, sorry. 30 day money back guarantee. No hassle. No risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year, with a savings of 35% off. They offer best in class security encryption, no activity logs or connection logs. So ExpressVPN technically doesn't keep your browsing history or what what sites you've been to. They don't keep that at all. They don't track that. And they also rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot in the Apple Store. Right now, listeners of Talking Pop for the Culture can get three months added for free by signing up using our link at expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, that's expressvpn.com slash talkpop. The link will be in your link information will be in the episode description. Now get back in, now we can continue where we left off. Sorry, um my Speaking of my folks, <laughs> they're curling in Mexico right now. I think that was my mom trying to call that they were making it to my grandma's house. Um, I'll call her back later. <laughs> I'll call her back later and see how they're doing. Um, so this past weekend, um, I went to Biko. We decided to go see a film. We ended up seeing um, Black Adam. Um, you know, I'm, this is like kind of like the second DC film besides Batman, based on a character DC besides Batman then. I see because Batman is my favorite, and you know besides Wonder Woman, which I enjoyed, and I saw Man of Steel. I I grew up Superman, but I was more into Batman because of you know Adam Westbrook Award, and I was interested in Black Adam because it's a character that I had not familiar with. I know they got the Shazam film and they're coming out part two. It's that same type of universe, and sorry, my throat's getting a little dry. Let me open up this can of pop. <laughs> sorry, if I hear that, sorry. <laughs> Let me take a little sip real quick. Uh, no, that's better. Yeah, so we decided to see it, and of course, you know, Dwayne Johnson's in it. And it's funny because before the movie was coming out, the critics were like already panning it. And what I like about it, they actually premiered it in Mexico. I was kind of cool with Dwayne Johnson, he decided to have the premiere in Mexico. And it's like the audience is showing a bit of reaction. So it's been like an up and down between critics and the fans. And going into it, it was like. I didn't have high expectations. I know Biko has been, has this tendency, you know, when it comes to films, you know, because he's not a guy that watches trailers. So he likes to go see films blindly. With me, I've seen the trailers. I kind of re-up a little bit the back the back history of Black Adam and Carousel. I could tell there was just like a different interpretation of the character. And I wanted to talk about this review of it, just give my insight about it. I'll try to keep it spoiler-free as much as I can. Because 
I'm going to give a little bit of the plot, just the base plot, and what I liked about it, you know, visually, you know, the music, and just the way the acting was. Just try to keep it spoiler because I want you, it's barely its first week. I don't want to spoil that much for you guys. I want you guys to get a chance to see it. So I'm going to talk about Black Adam for a bit. So honestly, you know, going in, you know, I wasn't familiar with the character. I wanted to talk, I wanted to read a little bit, but this is like the interpretation that DC has about Black Adam. So let me go ahead and pull that up first before we talk about the film. So let me go ahead and pull up Black Adam that is first interpreted by DC Comics. Well, the character itself, um, in player DC Comics, was created by Otto Binder and CC Beck, and it appeared in the comic book. Comic called the Fawcett Comics, the Marvel Family comic book in December 1945. Um, DC acquired, licensed, acquired Fawcett's characters in the 1970s. Black Hamilton, there is one of the arch enemies of the superhero Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam, and the Marvel Family, also known as the Shazam Family. This is here. Black Adam was originally depicted as a supervillain, ancient Egyptian predecessor Captain Marvel, who fought his way to modern times, challenged hero and his Marvel Family associates. And it says it is from Wikipedia. Since the turn of the twenty first century, however, Black Adam has been defined by DC comic writers Jerry Ordway, Jeff Johns, and David S. Goyer as a corrupted anti hero touching the player's name reputation. So like the black the there's the history about the character's history. So let's go ahead and it says here. Basically he's um uh, his ancient Egyptian name was known as Tenth Adam, also known as Mighty Human. It was chosen by the Wizard Shasan to be assessor due to his Presume more purity. Um, Adam says his magical worship Zam. He's from the mighty Adam, a superpower being, being the same powers that Captain Marvel would be later granted. However, the mighty Adam is soon corrupted by the vastness of his powers. Originally, the wizard Shazam grants Adam's powers to arrive from the ancient Greco Roman deities later in the series. It was changed to ancient Egyptian deities. Deciding that he should rule the world, but I am overthrows and kills the Pharaoh, so he took control. Anger by this betrayal, Shazam renames his. Aaron Champion and Black Adam, you know, unable to revoke, revoke the powers he gave Adam, banished him to the most of the stunning verse. And here he was banished. And this is where the movie kind of changed and they kind of revised it a little bit afterwards. Um, so let me um, pull up the most recent history here. So he's kind of like in this one how the movie has it. I can read a little bit of background of the movie itself. So basically, the plot is in 2600 BC, the turn of King of Kandak. Um, Akton creates the crown of Sabakta, which gives the word great power. At the turn of the stage of revolt, a young slave boy is given the power of Shazam by the Council of Wizards, transforming him to Kadak's heroic champion. And the champion allegedly kills Kandak and ends his reign. So that's the beginning of the story, which. And of course, uh, we don't know what happens to him after that. Of course, gets the story kind of shifts to a little bit of the President Kadak. It's being oppressed by called the Intergang. The archaeologist Adina Tomas tries to locate the crown of to help her brother Karim and the colleague Samir and Shmuel. They're trying to find a crown. They're trying to find the crown so they can move it to another place. It's made of Ethereum, which is basically why that city gets um, military occupied because of the resources. Um, of course, she gets you know captured and she ends up reading the incantation and wakens tenth Adam. And pretty much wakes him up, and to the point where he starts killing all the intergame troops. And of course, Amanda Waller, you know, she's part of Task X, who knows Suicide Squad. She sees Adam as a threat. Death Adam. 
as a threat and contracts the Justice Society of America. So we get not the Justice League, just in America. So we get to see uh, other characters like Hawkman, Doctor Face, Cyclone, and Smasher. They're in charge of trying to take into custody. I don't want to get into more details of the movie, but with the actors they got here, of course you got Dwayne Johnson playing Tathanum, Aldous Hodge is playing um, Hawkman, Noah Centineo plays Anna Smasher, Quintessential plays Cyclone, and of course Pierce Bronson, 007, Remington Steel plays Dr. Fate. And it was good seeing these other characters, not your Batman, not your Flash, not the one where not your Aquaman. You do see some Easter eggs in the film as well. I don't want to get into details. And the way it looked, it it looked visually appealing. Um, I enjoyed it, and the visuals were great. I liked the visual effects. Um, I know they made Black Adam so strong and powerful. I like for a fact with this costume, it could tell they kind of fit to Dwayne Johnson's fatigue, um, physique because he keeps training every day. I know in some movies they have heroes where pad actors wear padding. I like to hear they kind of you know made that costume to you know define his muscular structure. Because Dwayne Johnson is really ripped, guys. And you know this is something he wanted to work on for years. He was using like years back. That back is like 2015. He wanted to work on something in DC, and of course he's got his own production company and Seven Bucks Productions, and he wanted to get into like comic book movies and. He decided to pick this character. And it's funny because he wanted to fight I think due to success the Shazam, he wanted to take a character from that, you know, that universe. And he, I guess something about um Tenth Adam or Black Adam kinda, you know, piqued his interest. And at first I think originally they were gonna fight against each other, but they decided to change to make a standalone movie. And kinda like try to get like a like find a way to introduce the character. Because I know it's hard when, when it comes to these Marvel when it comes to these um superhero theme movies. You want to bring these other characters in, but you got to give enough time for their backstory and character development before, you know, they, they get into this conflict with the character you're trying to fight against, you know? But this one, kind of, the way they did this film is you get a little premise and it makes you like, okay, he's kicking everybody's ass, but at the same time, it's like, you're slowly starting to see bits and pieces of his backstory come to life eventually. And I don't want to get into these, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, my favorite part was when he was fighting the intergang. You know, he was just killing them, shocking them, you know, like nothing. And they're shooting rockets at him and missiles, and he just throws it back. He's so fast. He just kills them. And and it's funny how he's able to adapt the language, I think, because having the powers of Shazam, um, he's able to adapt to the, like, he sees the times have changed, like, but it doesn't, like, hit him as hard. But it, when they tell him, like, um, like Adriana and her son Amon, it kind of reminded me, hey, this is a Kanag, but this is like the modern times, and they're trying to see him, like, hey, we're still being, even though your people back then were, you know, but anyway, it's kind of similar to how the modern day is because they're being, you know, covered by this this uh, military regime, and they want a savior, <laughs> basically, and him, you know, he starts to have these feelings for this this family unit because he sees how they're being hurt and you see a little bit of goodness in him but he still has like he's still learning he, like he's coming to terms where you know it's funny seeing him go toe-to-toe with the Justice League Society, Justice Society of America with Hawkman especially how he's trying to tell me hey, the heroes don't kill and he's like but I do um, but I do <laughs> it's funny um, 
it was some comedic um, dialogue in that film, and the music was great. I know they put some Rolling Stone in there, painted black, did it timely. Just the sequences and the visuals were great. The costumes were awesome. They hit, like, Dr. Fate looked badass. Like, Pierce Bronson as Dr. Fate. I actually loved him as Dr. Fate. Um, Hawkman looked badass. Cyclone. Cyclone was basically the daughter of Red Tornado. And, of course, the Ant-Smash was like a, like, his uncle was the original, so he kind of, like, almost like a second generation. Um... Hero, so it was good seeing that. Like characters that you don't normally see. I like they it's not just Justice League, it's Justice Society of America, so like another group is being contacted by Justice League. So it gives other like it gives other superhero organizations some limelight and some spotlight as well. Um the movie's long <laughs> it's all like two hours. It's hundred and twenty four minutes. Yeah, it doesn't felt that long. So we went to a one o'clock show, we got like about three something. And lucky there's a mid credit scene guys, no post credits, so if you want to stay post-credits, fine with you, but there's a mid-credits scene because Blaine Johnson kept telling people on Twitter, like, make sure to stick around for the mid-credits scene. Make sure you stick around for the mid-credits scene. So even he said it. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the film. The music was great. I liked the backstory. This is a character that, like I said, not familiar with. And it kind of piqued my interest. Now, I can't wait because I know he's already planning. I know Dwayne Johnson announced that they are working on making a sequel. And supposedly this is supposed to launch like the phase one of a better DC extended universe with a better story, I guess, development. Basically, trying to fix everything that Zack Snyder, you know, kind of messed up with. <laughs> but overall, it's visually appealing and the action's great. The visuals are awesome. I like the characters. I kind of like, I kind of, the only thing I kind of find annoying with it, it kept slowing down for certain sequences. It almost felt like 300. They kept slowing down when they were doing their attacks. I understand you want to show the actors' faces and stuff. And it's just, it was, that's the only thing I kind of pick from it. It's like using so much slow motion when it comes to action sequences. But other than that, I enjoyed the story. Kind of opens people's eyes where there's countries that can that have governments like that. They're being, you know, being, you know, hold by military, you know, groups and it's something that kind of opens your eyes a bit why they're getting hold by military groups can be for resources like in case case conduct it's being hold because the resources because the mining for Ethereum which honestly is the thing apparently makes um, um, Tenth Adam or Black Adam like vulnerable kind of like Superman's Kryptonite so I don't know I would definitely if I have to give a rating for this film I would have to give it like at least a 9 out of 10 <laughs> I said the only, that was the only thing I kind of picked was like pacing was great music was phenomenal the actions were great just lay off so much of the slow motion, please. Um, I think it kind of fitted best with Black Adam, but not so much with the other characters. Black Adam makes sense if he's running speed, but I understand because of Cyclone, because she's been so fast. It kind of makes sense for her, but not like Dr. Fate or Hawkman or Black or Adam Smasher. But, you know, it's good. Nice seeing Viola, De- uh, Viola Davis, who's present role as uh, Amanda Waller. And of course, another character I don't want to mention makes an appearance. As well, from the DC Extended Universe, you have to find out for yourself. So check out Black Adam in theaters, IMAX, right now. Right now, it's currently so far has made 140 million so far. I think it's a combination of worldwide and domestic right now. So it's actually on pace. The budget for it was 195 million, so kind of actually getting close to the budget that they made they used to make this film. So definitely check it out. Also check out for any DC related stuff. Go to HBO Max as well. Another thing that came today that just came out right now is 
Marvel just released the trailer for Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. So I just said before we started recording was, let me check out this trailer and holy shoot. That is crazy. It's like, it's showing what they did. It kind of gives you a branch of the quantum universe. And you see, you know, Scott Lang, Hope, uh, Hope Van Dyne. And you, go, you see Hank Pym. And Janet, the original white man lost. You see um, Scott's daughter, of course, they recasted. Um, they're messing with uh, pretty much like a a device, like a communication device for the quantum realm, and they end up getting sucked in. So now just trying to find their way out of it. And it kind of shows, you know, the different universe in the quantum realm and the different people. And we get our first glimpse of Jonathan Majors um, returning as King, the Conqueror. And I kind of like his suit. I like that he's in it. Remember, he if you watch Loki season one, this is the evil variant of the good variant that died. <laughs> so, kind of this is kind of like the beginning. This is, starts off phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Black Panther will kind of forever. They release a new trailer, a new TV spot. Um, I can't wait for that. We're finally getting a Aztec, uh, an anti-hero, Namor, who is of an Aztec uh, descent. Uh, ancestry, so it's kind of cool. Another uh, Latino, thank God. Um, but with this, this is kind of gives you a preview of what Phase Five is going to be, what's going to eventually lead into, and it's coming out February seventeenth of next year. So definitely check out Man Was Quantumania. Check out the trailer that's currently airing on YouTube. So definitely check that out. Um, I just found out that um, if you're familiar with Lupin the Third, yeah, we're getting into anime now. Um. The studio behind Lupin the Third are actually going to make a they're making a film called um, Lupin Zero, which is basically it follows Lupin as a young boy honing his speaking skills on a course. The trailer looks gorgeous, takes the kind of studio. So it's called Lupin Zero, which is like a prequel. They show the teaser trailer. Looks like High Dive will be licensing the movie for the U.S. It just says right now says here, yep, learning his speaking skills. So, if you ever watched the series Lupin the Third, it just he's basically um he's basically you know the way the series is um the series described is a horrible, cocky, classy, and silly. These words can only be described amazing master thief known as Lupin the Third. With the help of his own quick gunplay by his partner Jigen, Lupin takes on the world in elaborate heists, classic car chases, and nasty explosions. Fujiko, a buxom redhead with a penchant for betrayal, always gets tangled up in Lupin's capers. The stoic but swift swordsman Goemon is just as inclined to kill Lupin as he is to help him. And Lupin can never seem to lose the relentless Tokyo police inspectors and Igata. What sort of trouble will this band of misfits get into next? So it's kind of like a preview, like a prequel to it, but if you want to check out Lupin on the third, um, you can actually check out the series up to part 5 on Contra. I know High Dive slowly transitioning the series, they got currently part six. There's also Lupin the Third, the First, which is a CG film that was released a few years back. Definitely check that one out as well. Definitely check that out as well. Um, other than that, guys, um, one thing I did want to mention, so I was out shopping today. Um, I'm seeing how Target's embracing the anime culture, just seeing they're having manga now, which is awesome. Some anime figures as well 
seeing that anime is becoming more and more interesting. Even going to the see Black Adam, I walked when it was me and my bro Beacon were walking out. Saw they already have the poster up for One Piece Red, which is coming out on November fourth, which I am planning to go see. Definitely gonna want to check out One Piece Red. Um, it seemed that anime. I'm loving it seeing anime now being more culturally expected. Uh, uh, you know, being respected here in the U.S. now, after so many years being treated as like a stepchild. Oh, you don't. You should not think like things from other countries. You should respect the U.S. But seeing um this being more accepted, like people actually share their love for anime, like me, and loving how it's getting the same respect in theaters as you know other production films. And I'm looking forward to One Piece Red. So, and it comes to anime I'm watching right now too. Um, I'm on the last season of Sailor Moon. Sailor Stars, which is like the last season of the original Sailor Moon with the introduced the Sailor Starlights. The season never got released in the US because what happens is the characters themselves actually, you know, they're men, but again, transformed to female when they become the Sailor Starlights. So at that time, you know, here in the US back in the early 90s, Japan was more accepted with over the whole gender bang, you know, there's Ramna, one half, you know, that character Rama, when he gets hit with cold water, becomes a girl. Um, when he gets hit with hot water, becomes a boy. Again, so it's the whole gender bending thing, which here in the U.S. is not culturally at that time was not culturally respected, and of course it was never released here in the U.S. So you had to watch it like you know fan sub. But now thanks to Viz Media, they they re- releasing it on Blu-ray and and they're slowly releasing it on DVD and they're releasing it on Blu-ray. And right now you can watch the whole series on um, Hulu right now, both in Japanese and Japanese sub and also the and English dub that's by Vizmia, which follows the translation closely. That's a dub that was approved by Nako, by the creator of Sailor Moon herself. Um, one thing, too, I want to talk about is Hunter Hunter is coming back. <laughs> new chapters being published after four years. We're finally get the new chapter of Hunter Hunter. I just started reading Hunter Hunter, guys, so it's going to be a long journey for me until I get to that point. I know fans have been waiting for four years, and... He made he published four working chapters, so the first new chapter is coming out soon. Um, I know as well he penned a tribute to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. It was I remember like months back I mentioned like weeks back that the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh passed away while drowning. Um, it was came to light that it, he the reason why he drowned was he was saving people from a riptide. He was a court apparently he was helping a former mil- U.S. military man who was stationed there. And they were helping these people that got cut off by Riptide. And eventually, that's how the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! actually lost his life. Um, it's funny when people like say, oh, someone drowned. They think the more negative thing about it. Or maybe he was drunk or something like that. No, it could be something, you know, for the greater good. I mean, he gave up his life so others can live. So, that's something that you need to <laughs> find out when you get more of the details. <laughs> but I want to go over some more anime news. Um, before we end this show, uh, let me go up in here. Oh, here we go. Speaking of One Piece Red, right now, that film right now is One Piece Red. This is from Anime News Network. So far, One Piece Film Red has earned 17.356 billion yen. That's about $116.1 million. And sold 12.5 million tickets as a Sunday. The film has now surpassed both Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets. And Bayside Shakedown 2 to become the ninth all-time highest-earning film in Japan. The film is still the sixth highest all-time-earning anime film in Japan. And we're going to get this on November 
4th. This is Australia and New Zealand will get on November 3rd. So it's actually doing really well. And there's this one novel anime manga I do want to um, let you guys know that just got released. Um, it's game published. It's called Dadadan. Um, basically, the synopsis is Momo Ayase believes in spirits. Her classmate Ken Okarun Takakura believes in aliens after she defends him from some bullies. The two end up arguing about which one is real and end up going to an abandoned building. Each in hope of proving themselves and the other wrong. But when they get more than they bargain for, it turns out that both are real. Now Ayase is stripped naked and tied down and Okarun has an old lady spirit after his genitals. Can they help each other get out of this situation? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's something you need to check out. Um, the, the story and art is by Yuki Noble Tatsu. Um, definitely check it out. Like I said, and, um, so far they reviewed it. So it's overall B plus. This is the first volume, so he dabbles in the occult and stuff. Supernatural is for adults. It's um, serialized on Shonen Jump Plus. So definitely check that. Out. Also check out Bleach Thousand Year Blood Blood War arc that's currently airing on Hulu. Um, for me right now, I just um. I just started watching this documentary. I don't know if it's on, Peac- on Peacock, guys, that you probably didn't know about. No, I'm not watching Jeffrey Dahmer, guys. <laughs> I've been thinking about it, but no, I'm not going to fall into that rabbit hole right now. I don't know. I don't find serial killers kind of fascinating. Sorry, guys. I'm more of an anime guy. I did find this documentary was interesting on Peacock. It's called I Love You, You Hate Me. It's basically the story of Barney the Dinosaur and its impact on culture, on like pop culture at that time when it came out in the late 80s, early 90s. And just a positive and negative backlash against it. And, you know, the story behind the scenes of the creator, her family, and, of course, the people that she worked with. And, you know, people involved with that show and, I guess, the dark turn it takes. So, I'm on episode two. It's really interesting. I want to go back and finish it. But definitely, if you want to check that out, check it out on Peacock as well. And guess what? Tonight, the Bears play again tonight, guys. We finally get to see the Bears play. I know it's been a while since against Commanders. But guess what? The Packers lost to the Commanders. Basically, the basically the whole NFC division is up for the Vikings now. Like every team of the NFC North, except the Vikings, probably lost. But the Commanders beat both the Bears and the Packers. The Packers are doing bad as well. As a Bear fan, it's kind of looked positive for me because at least my team, at least you know, we didn't lose that much, but still. So I can't wait to see the Bears and Patriots tonight. Monday Night Football. Um. Of course, the World Cup is on its way, guys. We're almost there in November. I can't wait for the World Cup. First time in... It's because it takes place during the holiday season, basically. Um, other than that, um, happy Halloween weekend. I know there's probably going to be parties this weekend. You know, make sure... If the kids are going to go trick-or-treating, make sure... Make sure to check their candy. Make sure, you know... If they're going night, make sure they have flashlights if they're traveling at night. And for your adults, stay safe. Trick responsibly. You know, like I said, um, Halloween. And watch some Halloween films. Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, the original Stephen King's It. If you want to see a family movie that has a Halloween theming, you can watch on Halloween and Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton. Um, like I said, Halloween, the original Halloween, by John Carpenter's Halloween, the first one. Um, maybe check out Halloween Ends. Make sure you check out the ones that Laurie Strode was in. Um, it, the original It, Beetlejuice. If you want to follow Tim Burton, Course Bride. Kind of like um, when it comes to anime, with like a darker theme like that, like kind of like a horror type thing, I recommend Overlord. I mean, the, the character's uh, Undead Lich. Um, this one's called This is a Zombie, which is kind of comical type thing. Um, there's High School of the Dead. 
starting with a third type thing called King's Game is another anime called King's Game. There's one called Komodachi Game. Komodachi Game, which is Friend Game, which came out well way earlier this year. There's another like horror-esque type of anime. Um, and Ruku-chan is another one. That one that deals with spirits. Same thing with Inspectors, another one that, that deals with spirits and ghosts and stuff. And like I said, check out Dadadan, the, the manga I recommended as well. The idea was the cult in the supernatural. Um, on that, um, hope you guys have a great Halloween weekend. I'll see you guys again next week. Make sure to check out the backlog episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. You can follow the pa- the podcast on Twitter at PodCult85. That's P-O-D-C-U-L-T-85. Check out our merch store at TalkPopCulture.Threadless.com. Make sure you got some shirts designs on there. I'll make some more on the way. And also check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520 for links to the episodes. Or if you have a question, please send us like, and if you have any questions, I would like to read them on the air. If you guys have any topics that you want me to give my opinion on, let me know. If you want to be part of the podcast, actually be a guest on the show. Yeah, I'm actually looking for guests to talk about the share their own pop culture interests. I would love to hear from you, from the fans. Also, want to hear from other pod culture creators, other content creators, even you know entertainers as well. They have hobbies, so yeah. If you guys want to, just DM us at podcult eighty five, and when you want to be on the podcast, we can set something up. Other than that, I'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. See you soon.